Hello and welcome back to 30 Minutes of My Mind. Now, it's been a day because with Mother's Day there's plenty of other phone calls and things to do, but um, I did get asked to do a, a topic that I wasn't able to get to until today, and that topic is optimism, or that was the word I was given was optimism. Now, I'm going to take that different than what I did on the last segment with um, opportunity. And with optimism, it's going to be more of a how to be on that side of things. Um, And I don't like to think of optimism as just um, like happiness or idealism. A lot of people think of optimism as the idealist, the person who thinks about the perfect path and only the perfect path. And that's not really what's going to lead to an optimistic future because if you always think that the best thing is going to happen you're undoubtedly going to be wrong sometimes always believing the best will lead you to be wrong which often if you think something's going to happen and it doesn't you're going to be more upset than if you think hey let's be positive and try to work through whatever happens and that's what I really think optimism is it's a mix of pragmatism and PMA. And PMA is what I'm going to call it, but that stands for positive mental attitude. And a lot of people use that as a joke, um, positive mental attitude for uh, things in the world like it in the video game sphere, a lot of people use that as something to be tilt-proof. Tilt happens when you're playing a game and it's a competitive game and you're losing. You're losing really bad. And you don't want to blame it on yourself. You want to find something else. So you get really upset. You get angry. And that's tilt. And positive mental attitude is the funny way people say to fight tilt with. Um, But I, I believe that has a big impact on a lot of other things in life other than competition. Positive mental attitude and optimism are interchangeable in my opinion. It's not about always believing the ideal is going to happen. Like some people believe optimism, like, oh, the glass is half full. Um, that's, that's more of the positive mental attitude aspect of optimism versus the world is sunshine and rainbows, which we all know it's not. The world has plenty of hurricanes, earthquakes, and wildfires to go around where it's definitely not all sunshine and rainbows, but in order to get those rainbows, you need a hurricane or a storm or two. And that's where I truly believe positive mental attitude can shine. It's in a world where plenty of bad things can and will happen. You can always look towards the future and for ways to fix what has gone wrong. Now, a real world application of that might come along the lines of, hey, I had a really bad day at work or... If you're in the service industry, there's a customer that's just really giving you a rough time. And if you let that customer, that one customer or two or however many, if you let those bad customers dictate your attitude at work or even throughout the rest of your day, that day's going to suck a lot more than if you're like, hey, that wasn't fun, but you know what? There were plenty of great experiences as well because a lot of the time, people are more likely to mention a negative um, experience than a positive one. Because if you're, at, if you're at a restaurant and you get your food and that food tastes awful and it's cold, 
you're a lot more likely to remember that meal at that restaurant than say the hundred other times you went to either the sim a similar restaurant or the same one had that meal and it came out normal every time and or even great the first time you ever went it was fantastic and every time after that it was always comparable to that first and you were you come to expect that quality and then one bad time happens instead of saying oh something may have happened to the chef or it was a mistake it's i'm never doing that again i can't believe that it was this bad it was, it never used to be this bad i'm done with it and that's how a lot of people think they hit that one bad experience and they're immediately done um and in my opinion that's a counterintuitive way to live but i'm not every person in the world i can't dictate how other people feel act um raise their kids for example I have no say in another person's life, and I'm perfectly happy with that. I am in charge of my own life, how I view the world, and if I let others get to me, that's my choice. It's really not about what other people do, it's how you react to it. And that's positive mental attitude, that's optimism. Um, It's being able to look through whatever colored glasses you put on or whatever lens you're viewing the world in and being able to make sure that you're seeing it clearly but also in a better light than sometimes it is because the world can really beat you down over and over and over again the phrase beating a dead horse sometimes you feel like you're that horse and there's no more going on like it's life's just laying on lemon after lemon. You tried making lemonade, but eventually you ran out of sugar and now it's just sour and sucky. There's no more sugar left to give, nothing to mix in it. And you're just feeling the sourness of that lemons hitting you over and over again. And you just feel like you can't go on anymore. And that's where sometimes you got to put up with it. You got to look towards that silver lining. Um, no matter how hard it might be. Because there's always a tomorrow, and tomorrow's another opportunity. Cue back to last episode. It's a chance to rekindle what you lost or were trying to find. I mean, honestly, the phrase, just keep trucking, Finding Nemo. I'm sure plenty of people have watched that movie. If you haven't, this isn't really a spoiler, but even if it was, the movie's been out a long time, so I'm not worried about it, but the just keep swimming... Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim, swim, swim. That's the that's the phrase, or that's the way I kind of have bouncing around in my head when I think, I can't go on, but I really force myself to. I mentioned I was a runner. Now, with running, um, sometimes you get tired. Actually, a lot of the times you get very tired, especially when you're going for a new best time. And you're trying to push the limits of what you could do before and always look to improve, you're going to hit walls. And those walls are going to feel like your legs want to fall off. Your lungs want to just explode. You don't want to keep going. But you know you've got however long left. And I like to break mine in when I'm on a five-mile run. When I hit that four-mile mark and I'm starting to feel tired, I'm like, you know what? I've only got a mile left. I'm 80% of the way there. I've done four times as much as I have left. I can definitely do this. And then you make it another quarter mile or so. It's like, you only got three quarters of a mile. You're a quarter mile or you're a quarter of the way done with that 20%. 
And then you justify when you get to the half mile, like, oh, I only have half of what I had when I started getting tired. Like I've got plenty of juice left. And you just keep making those fractions smaller, or, or I just keep making those fractions smaller. And I justify to myself a reason to push my body a little bit further. And sure, at the end, you feel like you just want to give up. You just want to die. You want to lay down and not move at all for a while. But in the end, you make it. You find those ways that you can justify to your brain to keep trudging on and push towards that goal you have. Because if you can't, in that moment where you can no longer find that excuse, is where positive mental attitude goes out the window. And that opens the door to excuses to resentment, to anger, hatred, any negative emotion you can think of, anxiety even. As soon as you drop that last reason to keep going is when those negative feelings take over and win. And that's what I believe pessimism is. Now, I've talked about optimism and that positive mental attitude, and I believe pessimism isn't necessarily just always thinking negative thoughts. It's running out of positive thoughts. Pessimism is when you run out of positive things to think about. Because people, when they're like, I'm a cynic or whatever, I mean, yeah, you're intentionally trying to be what most people consider pessimistic. You're trying to be negative or counterintuitive. You're trying to be the devil's advocate at all times. And I don't think that's pessimism. I don't think if you're intentionally just trying to, like, counter whatever positive attitude someone has, that's not truly pessimism. That's just being difficult. That's being passive aggressive. Um, True pessimism is when you've run out of reasons to be positive. When you've truly hit your wits end and you can no longer have that positive mental attitude in any capacity, that's when you're truly pessimistic. And that's what, in my life, I try to avoid. I very seldom felt like there was no other way to go but down. There was never a moment in my life, and even looking back at the times when I did truly feel that way or I believed I did, I look back and there was always a way out. And there's always a way to bounce back. It's like a rubber band. You can pull it back and keep pulling it back, but eventually it's going to return to slack until it snaps. Now, if it snaps, it's not going to do that anymore, But it's, or a spring even. Um, when that truly snaps is when you're done. But as long as there's even the tiniest bit left of material to hold that thing together, there's always a way to bring it back center. Or even the other way, you can rebound all the way full circle. And that's why I believe optimism and positive mental attitude is such a strong... I don't want to say feature. I don't think that's the right word for it in a person, but it's eluding me. Value. Value is the word I was looking for. And I believe that optimism or positive mental attitude, as I call it, is so important as a value because you have your integrities, your honesties, all those other big words that companies and speakers and all this like to use, but the underlying factor to reach those, because trust, trust is such a massive thing. But if you have no positive mental attitude or no way to positively react to something, how can you trust anything? How can you have integrity? How can you do the right thing when no one's watching 
if there's nothing positive about you because if you can't believe a single positive thought or you have no reason to be positive at all, why bother to do the right thing? So as long as you can even recognize right from wrong in any situation, there's some form of positivity left. If you offer someone out, like you're feeling the worst in the world, you feel like the world is coming to an end, but you think, hey, you know what? I am going to put that cart in the cart corral after you go to the store today. I am going to walk that extra 15 feet. I'm not going to leave my cart in the parking lot because it's the right thing to do. And I say that because I hate when people do that at stores, especially if they park next to it. I've seen it. Someone parks next to that little cart corral and they just leave the cart off in front of their car, five feet away. They couldn't be bothered to walk it over. There's not a lot of positivity in that. But if you think the world is coming to the end, but you even get that thought like, hey, this is important enough. This is the right thing to do where I'm just going to do it, even though I don't have to. That's the smallest thing, but that's positive mental attitude. It's that tiny bit that's keeping you from truly believing that there's nothing left to believe in, which in itself is, what is that? No, not an oxymoron. Yeah, that is an oxymoron, but, or a paradox. It's a paradox because you're believing that there's nothing left to believe in, but that in itself is a belief. And that's where I believe there's always a chance to bring it back. And that's truly optimism to me. And I know plenty of people all have their own definitions. I'm no authority on any single topic. This is literally me just speaking about a topic, how I feel about it, and how I feel that it could help others. And that is positive mental attitude. I know that I am not the authority on this. I am not a trained therapist. I am not a counselor. I'm not a life coach or even a public speaker yet. I am not a professional public speaker. As much as I loved acting, doing improv, and I love speaking and presenting, I know that I'm not a professional. I I have no sway in the business. And these are all things that, with them in mind, I still want to get on here and talk about these things. Now, I'm not going to get on here and I'm not going to talk about politics, even though I could, because anyone can talk about that. Anyone can talk about positive mental attitude, optimism, any of that. But there are certain topics that I understand that wouldn't be healthy. So I look for the ones that I believe are going to have the best impact. Now, I will admit, I mean, listening back at this, sometimes I do talk too much or too quick and I'll try to slow myself down um, because I know sometimes I try to fit too much information in, in too short of a time and it can fall flat or sound rambly. There are all these little negative things I notice, but in the end, am I still going to hit that record button? Am I still going to go in with no script or plan in mind and say, maybe this one's going to turn out better or this one's going to turn out exactly how I want? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have those thoughts. And I mean, I'm 15 minutes into this recording on what's usually a 30-minute recording and I feel pretty comfortable about the information I've put out and the result of it. 
And that's why it's hard where I know last time on Opportunity, I was hitting a wall and I was grasping for straws at the end of it, trying to stretch it to 30 minutes and even a tiny bit past because I didn't know a good way to wrap it up. But, you know, I stuck with it. I wasn't going to cut out that portion of me floundering at the end because if I did that, then it's not a learning experience. Oh no, I can just put white out over the top of my own voice? No. This segment is 30 minutes of my mind. If my mind hits that wall, if it hits a point where it's not thinking anymore, but it knows it has to, I'm going to keep it going because that's the genuine me. It's not an edited version. It's truly my thoughts and what's going on in my mind. And that for me is optimism. It's understanding flaws and moving past them. Going back to the whole glass half full thing. A lot of people use that as, oh, optimism is glass half full. Pessimism is glass half empty. Realism is it's a half glass of water or whatever liquids in it. Could be a half glass of milk. It's a half glass of whatever. It's not necessarily that, but when people say, oh, the glass is half full with optimism, it's... And I completely lost my train of thought when I went to realism, but that image to me is, why do you care? If someone says the glass is half full, well, maybe a person was filling that glass up. You don't know. Someone could have been pouring something into it. Then yeah, the glass is filling up, so it's half full. If someone is pouring milk into a glass and as it's filling up, someone goes, hey, that's half empty feels kind of counterintuitive. Whereas if someone's drinking a glass of whatever and they get halfway done, in my opinion, the glass is half empty is the optim- is the positive way to look at it because you're drinking it. You're taking the liquid out. So the closer you get to being empty, the better, right? So honestly, depending on the situation, I think that that logic of like that mental image of the glass half full versus glass is half empty is flawed inherently purely because we don't know the situation around that glass. And that's the same with people. Someone could be having a really bad day, but you wouldn't even know it because they hide it or you don't know where they came from. You could be a cashier at a store and you get one really grumpy customer that just really irks you and makes you have a rough day. You don't know what's happened to them throughout the rest of the day. Sure, we wish everybody could be pleasant no matter what the circumstance. I try to be nice no matter how I'm feeling. But are there times when I am angry and I let the world know it and I am just a bore to be around? Oh yeah, that is definitely something I'm guilty of. And it's the same with other people. Now, if they've been having a great day and they're just a mean person, then yeah, they're just a mean person. But to look at it like, hey, that person was mean to me. They're a bad person. You don't know their situation. Their glass could have been being emptied all day. And they're at a half empty stage. But eventually once they hit, they're going towards empty. They're running out of energy, which isn't necessarily a good thing. But um, the idea of that glass, if you're pouring something into a glass and you say the glass is half full, I feel like that would be more because they're filling up with negative emotions. So their glass is half full. And it's still filling. They've been having a really rough day. 
Now those emotions are welling up because it's getting fuller and fuller. So understandably, they're upset. Whereas if like they're having a really good day and those or their day starts turning around and that glass starts emptying after being pretty full, hey, they're acting nicer, but their glass is emptying. It's optimism. I feel like that image makes sense, but at the same time, I'm worried it completely flopped. But it's going to be in there because I, I want to make it clear that it's not necessarily a snapshot that determines positive versus negative because there are plenty of sporting events where if you look at a portion of that event where a team is doing some is doing absolutely atrociously bad, but then they turn around, everyone loves a good comeback story, right? But if you look at just the snapshot, someone shows you 10 years in the future a video of a sporting event where a team's getting absolutely hammered and they're playing awful, you look at that and you say, yeah, that was a bad team. And they never show you the comeback that that team had later in the game or later in the season. All you're going to think about is that team was bad. They were not a good team. It was all negative. And that's what I feel a lot of the world news and a lot of things happen now is everything's in a snapshot. You never look at the whole picture. You look at that glass that's halfway. There's a li- there's liquid at the half point, halfway point in that glass. That's all you see is a glass with a flat layer of liquid halfway. And some people look at it and say half full, some say half empty. But you don't know if someone was drinking out of it, pulling water out, or if someone was pouring water in. There's no way to know just looking at a picture. So the idea of someone being optimistic, if they look at the positive side of it filling versus the negative side of it emptying, it could be the exact opposite. You could be drinking that water and your goal is to empty that glass out and someone keeps pouring more in. At that point, you're saying it's half full because you're trying to get it out and it's a negative thought. Like, hey, I want the water out, but I just can't get it past half full. And if you're trying to fill it up and someone pokes a hole in the bottom and it keeps emptying, then saying it's half full is a good thing because you want to get full and half empty is a bad thing because you're trying to fill it. Um, And wow, we got off the rails with that tangent, but... I truly believe that someone out there is going to make sense of that and it's going to resonate. And I feel in my heart of hearts that it wasn't a complete waste to go down that that railroad of a of an idea chain. Um, and that's being positive about it. Because I could just say, oops, that was dumb and delete it. Um, But I'm not going to, no matter how dumb I might think it is in the moment. Um, But that, in my opinion, for um, optimism is what's so important to life. Because too many people go about their life looking at the negative rather than the positive, no matter how much or how little. Because it could be on a scale. You know those, like, balanced scales where you put weight on one side and makes makes that side go down, other side goes up. And they weigh the positives versus the negatives. Well, in that case, the positives are little feathers and the negatives are a brick. And in a lot of people's minds, those bricks take a lot of feathers to lift up. Um, What's heavier, a ton of feathers or a ton of bricks? 
Well, they weigh the same, except some people would argue the feathers are heavier because you have the knowledge of what you did to those poor birds. Um, I just love, I love that phrase because back in school, they always had the pound of feathers, pound, or ton of feathers, ton of bricks just to mess with the kids because everyone's like, oh yeah, bricks are definitely heavier. Oh, well, if you just have a really, really big pile of feathers, eventually they'll weigh the same. Uh, and that's what positive and negative emotions, that positive mental attitude is filling up those feathers so those bricks aren't nearly as heavy on your mind. Because if all you do is build a house with all those bricks in your head, eventually there's not going to be enough feathers to, to cover that end. But as long as there's one feather, there's a chance more could come. As long as there's one more may follow. May is the word there because, once again, I'm not an expert. I cannot guarantee anything. Take every word I've ever said or will say with a grain of salt and no more. But, um, yeah, optimism, that grain of salt that you could take it for could end up being just what you needed, just the right amount of flavor to make whatever you're eating just right. You ever have salt on tomatoes? I used to think that that was weird. I worked in a restaurant. I looked at how they prepared salads and they had like the half cut little cherry tomatoes that they put on there, the grape tomatoes, and they'd always sprinkle a little bit of salt on the on the tomatoes. Not enough to really be visible to the customer, but it's just enough. And I'm like, why do you do that? Why would you sprinkle salt on the tomato? I just feel like that's weird. And they're like, well, because with the salt, it activates your taste buds or something. I can't exactly remember how they explain it, but it's like the salt activates the taste buds so you can really taste the tomato a lot better. Because tomatoes on their own, I don't know if you know this or if you eat tomatoes at all, but they are really watery. And sometimes even a little bit bitter, um, sometimes sweet. But tomatoes are an interesting flavor that people either love them or they hate them. I don't like them plain, but if I have it on a sandwich, I absolutely love them. It's It's got to have that mix of flavor. And I feel like it's the same thing, whereas that taking what I say with a grain of salt, well, if that salt's enough to get your tomato enough flavor that you can enjoy it, then so be it. Because that's truly what I'm here for, is I'm that little salt on your tomato. I'm that little bit of positivity in your day, hopefully, that gets you through whatever glass emptying or filling you may be going through because hey I don't know how much water you drink a day how much you're filling up your cup but I'm here for you and my voice and my mind and my tangents however weird unconventional or even downright stupid they may be I mean half the time I've thought honestly about doing dumb voices for some of them but I feel like it's more genuine if I just use my standard speaking voice. Now, I'm not using my customer service voice. That was another one where I was worried, honestly, that I'd fall into my... When I answer the phone at work, it's always, Hello, welcome to this. How can I help you today? It's that upbeat, very inflecting voice where it's just, you're being very nice and very helpful to the person. It's customer service. Whereas my normal voice, I honestly believe, is a little more comforting for this. And it's a lot more genuine. Because I can be as upbeat as I want with that motivational tone. But especially with some of the dumb things I say and some of the tangents I go on, 
I feel like it would be disingenuous to push forward that other voice. I mean, I talk about improv, I talk about the voices I do, and it's fun. I love doing them. It's comedic. And some some of these days, maybe I am in a comedic mood. I want to just kind of goof off a little bit. But for some of these, especially since I had someone ask me for the optimism and my thoughts on it and what it means to me, um, I definitely wanted to keep a more serious tone to it because it it's honestly something that I feel is important. And it's definitely something that I care about bringing forward in a positive light. Ironic. Optimism in a positive light. Positive mental attitude. It's all coming full circle. And honestly, I'm probably getting towards the end of it, and I'm going to spare you the rambling like I did in my last one. Because the last one, I don't know if any of you listened to it, but towards the end of opportunity, I just kept saying the word opportunity over and over again, and I I just kind of started going in circles, and and I kind of lost my train of thought, and I was just trying to power through because I was looking at the looking at the timer, and man, it was it was stressing to get to thirty, and then I hit thirty, and I didn't know how to wrap it up. I didn't know how to how to push on to the next one. But you know what? I did wrap it up eventually. I came in the next time. I got that optimism idea, and I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna push through. I had that positive mental attitude to get to the next bit and to get this out. And for all of you that stick with it, anytime I put out a podcast or any of you that listen, even if this is the only one you ever watch, I really do appreciate it. And I hope that my words could somehow get across to you and that you can feel a connection. Once again, I really appreciate you stopping by, giving a listen, no matter how much you did or didn't listen. And I'll see you in the next one I make. Have a great, great day.